Hey, everybody. Hello. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. We're so delirious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Welcome back to Conversations in Courage. And let's get right into it, Mark. Yes, baby. What's your rant this week, my love? It is It is about the gym. So, you Ooh, know. So is mine. Yeah. For <laughs> any of you who have been into um, the gyms where they have the the lockers that you can kind of just set a combination and close the door and you turn the little key and right you're I mean, off it's and not running. a key well it's a little twisty thing but it's not a key okay so what is it called it's like a, um, a little knob yeah it's a knob okay so you turn the little knob you set the little combo one two three four five you turn the the knob and it locks it yes and then you use the same code to open it it's yes. wonderful <laughs> the challenge is mm-hmm. when people don't follow the rules so <laughs> When you walk into the gym, especially during a busy time, if the lock is horizontal, you know it's used. If it's vertical, you know it's unused. Yes. So you go over to the vertical locks and you open it. And guess what? <laughs> There's actual clothes in there. Not just like, oh, it happens once or twice. This morning, three separate times. It took me four attempts to find an open locker. <laughs> so... If you're so effing lazy that you can't even set a combo, which is going to take you eight seconds, just throw your clothes on the floor. What, like, think, why even use it? I think, first of all, I love that you said effing. Like, I love you. I just, <laughs> I love you because I would not have said effing. Maybe I should. <laughs> but I think that if people aren't following the rules, you should just throw their clothes on the floor. Just open the locker, sweep the shit on the floor, and then be like, leave them a note and be like, next time, lock your stuff up. See, I'm far more insidious. What I really want to do is just like set random combinations (laughs) and lock it. (laughs) I love this because people are getting to see how petty you really are. (laughs) No one knows that you were actually... Petty, and this just proves. Well, at least you have petty ideas. Yes, yes, I don't have petty actions. (laughs) You won't act on it, but no, I mean, actually, though, your stuff could get stolen, and then you are the jerk off if you're not locking your locker. And it is annoying for other people because there's a reason why there's a signal for locked and unlocked. Exactly right. Nobody has to guess. It's Hmm. better for all. It's a wonderful thing, except when people don't follow the rules. Yes. It also is interesting, too, because you know how there's so much psychology around people who go to the gym at 5 a.m.? Yes. And so it's just interesting because it doesn't seem like they're the kind of people, or maybe they're leaving their locker unlocked because they're like, it's 5 a.m., there's four people here. Like, who uh, who else is going to... I don't know. But you would think that they're like a little more type A. You would think so. But again, like, it's it's not a big process. It's eight (laughs) seconds. I've counted. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you are a chronic locker lever unlocked, <laughs> we, we, you, you chronically leave your locker unlocked, stop doing that. It's annoying. Please. Thank you. Okay. Mine is also at the gym and mine is about thirsty dudes who are creeps who look at girls at the gym. This makes me so angry because... Well, for several reasons. One, gym attire that I like to wear is spandex-based, at least for the leggings. And there are a couple of reasons for this. One, it's comfortable. 
I don't want to lift weights in sweatpants. It's too much material. I want myself to be like streamlined. I want sweat wicking. I want like, I'm used to wearing leggings. This is what, this is what I want to wear. Okay. I want to look like my dad circa 1994. Okay. That said, (laughs) I mean, the man loved a biker short. Uh, Yeah. Loved a biker short. Dad, put your junk away. Okay. But. The problem is, is that obviously leggings accentuate your legs and your booty. And I feel like it's, you know, it might look like an open invitation to look at my body or to look at people's bodies. I'm not there, right? Like I'm not going to the gym in a full face of makeup and this and that and whatever. Like I'm not there to be seen. There are some people who are there to be seen. Mm -hmm. I'm not there to be seen. I'm there to work and I want to go home. I really don't even want to go at all, but I want to work and I want to go home. So when people are watching me, when men are watching me, right, it distracts from what I'm there to do. It pisses me off because it's creepy. Men are becoming increasingly dangerous. Yes. Yes. I don't want to feel uncomfortable in public spaces And I also don't want to feel like I shouldn't wear what I like to work out in, which is not revealing. It's just tight. And even if it was revealing, right, I don't want to feel uncomfortable when I'm there to work. So it's a rant, but I'm also just like, bruh. Yeah, I know. Like, do your workout and go the fuck home. Go the F home. (laughs) (laughs) But so we're going to stay on the gym for a second. We're going to add to the rant because it, yeah. I think it's relevant and it is another dude thing. And it, it, it really like, like pisses me off. So this past week I was um, waiting for the leg press machine. Some dude left, left three plates on. Um, I didn't say anything. I'm like, fine. I can at least I'll, you know, I'll start there. I'd already warmed up. Um, after I used it, I stripped the the weights all of them which is what you're supposed to do right so the dude was using the hack squat machine and he saw me and he came over introduced himself he was very nice at least outwardly and he's like hey you know just to let you know um you can keep those weight weights on because most people don't mind right starting with something because they don't have to like put the weights on i'm like but most people aren't all people you have 45 pound plates you have six of them it's not okay yeah yeah, it's like you know, just et- like etiquette, respect, all of this, and not making assumptions, and like, I don't know. It just seems, yeah, it's too hard. But so we're just gonna file also, this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Under the category of, like, all guys just suck. Like that's see, <laughs> I, I think that's the lesson we're learning here. I mean, they just do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll go with that. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. So today we kind of want to talk about well the umbrella topic is adulting which is very interesting because when we were having our prep conversation for this a little bit of our like generational stuff was coming through which I think is fascinating because I for the most part forget that we have this like pretty massive age gap (laughs) lol um but then when we talk about things that are like, I don't know, 
uh, specific to how we grew up or how we were taught about certain things, especially when it comes to like uh, adulting and relationships. I'm just like, oh, wow, yeah, you're old. Um, So, yeah, we want to talk a little bit about, uh, I don't even, uh, adulting. Some things that have been like coming up recently. And I want to start with social media because I think that this is a huge piece of my mental health pie. Is that, do you feel like it's that for you or like not really? I, I do. I, I don't I don't think I have the same type of, you know, issues that you have with social that, that I have. with so, Like my problems with social are around um, just it's like a sieve of like like <laughs> like derelict sometimes like the opinions yeah, yeah, yeah. are just yeah. everywhere. And it's just it, it does impact my mental health in, in a way because like it's al- it's almost really difficult to escape the negativity at times. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah. Well, what's also interesting about, this is not a call out by the way, but I also like notice that you, um, well, you're certainly more of like a watcher than a poster. Yep. For sure. But you're also more of a current events kind of guy, which also opens you up to more just negativity in general, because when you're watching the news, like a lot of the times it's like what, what filters through the algorithm is not like, you know a panda bear and it's cub it's (laughs) like the world is burning right but that but this is what makes social media we've talked about this before so insidious so if i happen to go into a hole and consume things that happen to be negative but current events the algorithm picks up on that and And feeds me more shit right and that's what keeps you stuck yeah yeah it does when you um are looking so for you, I'm just like curious, you sort of look at the post or read the headline or whatever, and then you dive into the comments and see like what people are saying about it. Yes. And then depending on where that goes, I will then like go offline, go into Google, like find out <laughs> alternate points of view, trying to find out the facts. Right, right, right. And then look at other people who are posting about the same thing to try to create a full narrative. But like, honestly, it is the comments. Nine times out of 10, I expect shit out of the mouths of most people who post because that's that's their like that's their brand right right right, right. the thing that like creates visceral reactions is like the normal people who show themselves in like really bad ways that's the that's the thing that that you know causes most of my angst yeah i so i try to stay out of the comments for that same reason it's like this is probably the person who's behind me at Whole Foods and they hate black people. <laughs> you know what I mean? But or like, at the gym. Yes. Or, at, <laughs> or it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that it is that like average American or average human response to certain things that actually is scary because you're like, what world are we living in that like all of these things are or all of these uh, all of these people feel this way <laughs> and I feel so completely different. Yeah, and and like not to not to completely cross over into an associated topic when we talk about adulting like one of the tools that is really difficult as an adult is really knowing how to navigate conflict yeah yeah right? yeah and when it comes to like social the interesting thing is most of the time if you look at the comments people are going back and forth and there is 
there's really like a logical voice that is looking to bring the two like disparate opinions together. It's it's they're black and white opinions and yeah. they just go at each other yeah. and then it escalates. Right. But it's an example of like these. Well, there is no conflict resolution. That's exactly. And I do believe that. Well, now we're on a tangent. Like, yes, but I do believe that the whole umbrella topic, right? It does when you're behind a screen, whether it's email or text or DM or in the comments or whatever, it does change your conflict resolution skills because you're not hearing the person's voice, you're not seeing the person's face, uh, you're not reading body language, you're not hearing tonality or personality or anything that sort of like gives you the cues of, is this person really angry or are they just curt when they write or, right? And then so much gets misinterpreted. So that's one aspect of it. And then there's the aspect of it that's like a sort of anonymity, from being behind a screen that that like makes you think that you can just go the fuck off without consequence because no one's gonna you don't have to literally face anyone you no. can just say what you want no and that's kind of terrifying because what's the mental health of the person who's spewing and what does that do to the person that's receiving and when that happens often, if you're on social media a lot, it's like bound to happen often. Like over time, what does that do to a person? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, I think that is part of the part of the interesting thing, right? Like what? just as as individuals, right, in society, what obligation do we have? Even if we're like angry, what obligation do we have? to kind of understand the impact that our words have on people yeah. because oftentimes it's not necessarily just the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. It's the people that like are, are collateral damage, right. right? In, in the observations, yeah. right? Because w- when those words impact like a shotgun, not yeah. l- like a sniper rifle. So, <laughs> right. I don't what? know. <laughs> what a metaphor. Is that yeah. a metaphor? It is a metaphor. Um, yeah, no, but you're right though. And I and I think that the other side of it mental health wise for me is just like um the sort of I don't want to use the word jealousy because that's not real. Like I I think that I have a wonderful life. I think that I have a wonderful husband and a wonderful son. And like, do I have everything I've ever wanted? No, (laughs) I don't know anyone who does. I do. (laughs) You actually like, you're not (laughs) even kidding. That's what's, that's what's sad. Um, (laughs) But, um, you know, but at the same time, do I have everything I need? Absolutely. Do I feel whole as a human? Absolutely. Is this the, sort of best time of my life yes 100 percent. and still (laughs) being trying to navigate my identity as a mom and my identity as uh whatever people see me as online some people it's a mom some people it's a fitness person some people it's a 
a DEI person. Some people, it's all of it. I hope it's all of it. Um, and then like grieving lots of what was. And I just, and so I watch people sometimes who seem a little more settled. And like, that's where, that's where I get like, sort of rocked in my brain of like, why can't I find the settledness? Like, who am I? Where am I going? What am I doing? When am I going to sleep through the night again? When am I going to feel like, when am I going to feel, oh, Allie, some kind of normal? And what even is that anymore? And should I be seeking that? And also like, this is the crazy that happens, right? I'm taking you through the whole spin. (laughs) And also... Because I'm intelligent, I'm watching people and I'm having all these feelings watching people. And I'm also saying to myself, Ashley, you're watching 10 seconds out of someone's 24 hours or you're or you're seeing one picture where someone is like dressed up and they just got their nails done and they're like having a fabulous brunch. Like it's not the full picture of their lives. Right, that person might be at brunch with their like four thousand dollar Dior bag, and like their marriage might be falling apart. Right, and and like what would I rather have? <laughs> and still, because it's just these images are in my face over and over and over again as I'm in the process of becoming whoever I am. Sometimes it just gets really hard to trust my own process and to also be okay with like whatever is and whatever might be in the midst of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that, that's why it's so important. Right? When we talk about self-care all the time, when, it talk, when we talk about, you know, having some type of, of positive narrative for yourself. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's in those moments whether it's a p- imposter syndrome, whether it's just a really shitty day, whether that that like a mistake happened, those little gaps yeah. are, are what right the the um, ongoing images right. fill, and right. then that's what causes the the spin. I yes, mean, even, <clears throat> I'll, I'll completely flip. But even if we think about corporate spaces, right, you look at a lot of brands, you look at a lot of companies, and you're like, wow, that's just a great company, and then. If you watch how the acquisition process goes and due diligence happens, and then you uncover that like no company, no person is even close to perfect. And what you see is what they want you to see for a reason. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing because I also, this is interesting. I, I want to watch authenticity but I don't want to watch messy. Do you know what I That's mean? That's a really great point. Yeah. I, I want people, I, not I want people to, it doesn't matter what, what I want, but, I, but what I like viewing is vulnerability, right? But not mess. Yep. And so it's also like if everybody stopped taking <laughs> the pictures of the glamour and, and all you ever saw was like people crying and like, piles of laundry and death and da 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 then I'd probably be like depressed <laughs> for everyone and I'd be like wow everyone's life really sucks so like 
I guess it's a no-win situation, but I don't know what, for me, there has been no sort of mental health tool that has, like, been, like, the thing that helps. It's, it's multiple things and different on different days depending on what I'm feeling about my own experience and then how I'm, how I'm experiencing other people's experience and what, how I'm filling in the narrative of what I think their life is. Does that make sense? No, it makes, it makes total sense. And, and, and I, I agree, right? There's no tool, there's no formula. I do think, I do think that, um, you know, I think we can all keep in mind that there's, there's a lens that you can apply. Even if you look at the the people that like you absolutely love it could be an author it could be an actor it could be a teacher like people you have a ton of respect for yeah there has to be right the understanding that even with all that respect there's flaws all right so right well yeah that's that's oh, i love you that's the other thing is that so people watch and then they have an idea about who you are or who you are to them and then they want you to be that thing. And if you deviate from that thing, then it's a problem. Like, it's like you're only allowed to have the flaws that they have set for yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. And if you deviate from those flaws, yes, then it becomes a problem because their image of you is now ruined, tarnished. Yep. And that's not fair. No, it's not it, fair. It isn't fair. It... Yeah. This is why this is so hard. This is why I'm always like, I need people to see me as a whole person. Don't see me as like the mom content or the this or the that or whatever. And that's why I try to like make it a point to never just post one kind of thing all the time. Like I might not post an anti-racism thing all fucking week. Yeah. Right. Like, because don't, I'm not your resource. Or I, like I can be your resource, but like that is not, I'm not here to work for you. <laughs> like no, I'm not you, here to put post things that you can repost, right? Yes. Like my, my, I hope that I'm more than that to people. And I need to believe that for my mental health. I, th- so I agree. I think the thing that I think you do really well, and there's few people that, I think do it this way. And I think the people that do are really impactful. And that is, I think, I think you are really great about sharing everything you've learned and, and demonstrating your expertise so that people can take nuggets and translate it to their own lives. But I also think you're great at showing the the ongoing discovery and challenge that exists on a daily basis right yeah like there there is never completion everyone is always in growth and discovery and and the people that share that journey and then also share the lessons that they learn from the journey there's power in that because that is what true authenticity is about from my perspective and i think you do that well and thank you and i think that those those are probably the people i connect with the most yes the people who also believe that they are in process and like hate the mess of it but embrace it and like find a way to keep going through it and that like those are those are the people that become my people but I think like you know 
in terms of adulting and social media, it just, and I know some people don't do social, God bless them, but I would also not be so connected, not just to people I don't know, but people I do know, like my friends who don't live in Boston or my friends who live in Boston and like I don't see for various reasons, maybe their lives are different than mine or whatever, or certainly COVID was a big thing and and social media is a way to keep up with them. So it's this amazing gift and curse. And I put it under the umbrella of adulting because I didn't grow up with social media. Thank God. Uh, I think Facebook, when Facebook came out, I was still in high school and you could only be on it if you were a college student with a valid student ID. My, so, it was MySpace for me, baby. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, MySpace. Um, Lord. So like I, this is adulting for me because it's navigating personal relationships, networking, managing friendships and everything in an entirely different way than I was taught Mm -hmm. to manage those things or like thought I would be managing those things as an adult. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other interesting thing, which is, you know, for most of my, the early part of my life, um, relationships, uh, how do I put this? They, they were, they were built with kind of a lot of time saturation like you built relationships with people that you spent like time out in the neighborhood or time in school and that's that was your friend group yeah they weren't these little transactional things right with in today's world like there's you have like 10 minute chunks to like build and keep relationships (laughs) often right you don't have this this opportunity to spend a shitload of time with people to really curate those relationships so it's like for me, that was a, a challenge. Um, yeah, I can see. Yeah, right? I can see that. I can so. see that. It has to be. Yeah, because you experienced it one way for so much longer than I did. Yeah, I mean, like shit. I won't com- completely shit, but like, internet came out in the nineties, yeah. right? And I had already graduated college. Oh God, why did right? you say that? Right. Oh my God, why did you say that? Because it makes me feel really, really young (laughs) compared to you. Because in the 90s, I was a little kid. (laughs) A little kid. I want to bring you back to the beginning part of this conversation (laughs) where you called me old. So you set the stage. Well, you're right. I did. (laughs) I will will own that one. Um, Yeah. Right? I mean, that's, that is it. Gift and a curse, for sure. Gift and a curse. The other thing that has been interesting for me, and I don't know if you agree or disagree, um, on the topic of friendships, navigating making friends and keeping friends, and this is now we're talking about offline, Mm -hmm. um, as an adult, because when you are, we're, we're kind of like siloed, right? Like we, we do our work, we do our thing, we go home, we have our routines and it's not like when you're in school or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just different. And you know what I really noticed it is because fitness, it's really easy to make friends, especially when you're the instructor, like the power dynamic is people are talking to you anyway, right? right? So you start to create relationships. But what I'm noticing now whenever I take Zion out 
I, you know, want to have a strong group of mom friends, not people that I hang out with all the time, like God, no, but people that, you know, kind of like at the gym, you know, like, oh, I see this person on the playground once a week and we chit chat or whatever. And, but I noticed that like, whenever I'm out and about with Zion, a lot of the moms are just not warm. Like people don't, people don't talk. They don't chit chat. I mean, they like, these moms like barely look up from their phones to even like acknowledge that another mom and her child is there. And a part of it I think is just like new England. People are very cold and they're Mm -hmm. like tough nuts to crack. Mm -hmm. But I also just wonder too, like what does this have to do with like COVID and like our screen usage and like, why is it so hard for me to like make friends with other moms? It doesn't even have to be a deep friendship. Just like, why is it so hard for me to find connection with other moms when I'm out and about with my kid? Because I really thought that I just, I, I thought it would be different than it is. Yeah. And you know, I do wonder, you know, if, if this was COVID aside, right. If this was, you know, circa 1998 or 2001 versus now, like we're, has the pace of life reached a point where everyone is just trying to get to the next thing? We, you know, we talked about yeah. this before as well. I mean, you know, uh, culturally, if, if I think about, um, you know, when, when I grew up, my, my parents both had jobs, but um, there certainly wasn't the demand of, you know, you needed, you needed two full-time incomes in order to live. Right? Yeah. There and was, now you do. And now you do, right? So, like, there's a pull on the the parents at a level that is way beyond anything that I think a lot of people previously faced. And I don't know yeah. if that's a forcing function or not. But I mean, it's, it, it definitely could be. I mean, again, I like, I don't know what these other moms are, their lives are like because they don't fucking talk to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but without making too many assumptions it's like if we're both at the library at 1 p.m on a tuesday you know there's probably they might not be a full-time stay-at-home mom like i am but there's probably like some flexibility there right which like changes things a little bit not that the pace is easy because i'm struggling um and have been for a hot minute but i don't know i guess like what I see from moms on the internet all the time is like, oh my God, my mom friends, my group, my connection, these mom groups, and da 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 And then we're in person and it's like, you're buried in your phone. Not even looking at your kid, right. but you're buried in your phone. Right, right, right. That's, you know, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Yeah, it's very strange. Uh, you know, I, I will, I guess, say this. I, I, and, wow. and like, you know, none of us is not necessarily going to completely change, right, a, a whole culture, but... I think we can start to like at least make an impact and make a choice. You know, I, I think about, um, you know, when we go to Philly and like the dynamic is very different or New York City and the dynamic is very different. Or when I had told you that I was in the Target right parking lot yeah. um, this week and I, I said hi to a woman who was putting her, her cart 
right um, away and she like looked at Zion and smiled right and she stopped and she's like you know just to let you know we're from Georgia and you you're the first person that even said hi and it may be like sad it took me back but at the same time you know if if each of us can maybe take the opportunity to kind of flip the script and show up in a way does it create a little bit of a catalyst to to you know get people to recognize that Right. There is community. There is connection to be had. Yeah. Um, but it, it needs involvement, right? You can't just. Yeah, you can't sit passively and and expect to get any energy back yes. out of that. Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. I don't know. St- stay tuned because we may or may not continue to live here. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so if we move somewhere else, then I might be like, oh, my God, I have so many mom friends. Everybody's so nice. But I don't know. We'll we'll have to see how it evolves in the next couple of years when we when we start to like make those big choices. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was just like out of all the adulting things. I mean, you know, nobody wants to pay their bills, right? There are like <laughs> there are things that are major eye rolls. But if I think about the things that impact my well being. It's social media and and in-person connections. And both, for me, are both have both. Like, right. both of them both feed my soul and, like, pull my soul out of yep. my body yep. and curb stomp it. Yep, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. It, it, it's fascinating to watch. So, obviously, I, I see this more personally with LinkedIn because most of my friend group right at work which is where most of my friends exist which I'm sorry did you know that there's like an article that came out I I will have to find it for you but like there was this thing that was like no your work you like your job is they're not your family or they're not your friends or something like that urging people to like stop doing yeah I mean I I think there is a thing like a, a lot of people will call you know this is our family and yes. and it creates a weird dynamic at times. Yes. But I do think that you could hold two truths, right? You, if you, especially, it's really hard for people who come in to new organizations during remote work and COVID, yeah, right, and try to form rich relationships. But I have seen like real friendships form. Going back to the whole LinkedIn thing. Um, people get super salty like when when they have a post and like no one comments or like they don't get as many comments as they got last time even in professional settings it makes people salty no way what do they say i didn't but they, know but this. they're like you know what like like what, what was it my opinion like what 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 the heck is it like <laughs> people like you know i didn't see, know they're like sensitive on yes. linkedin i didn't know that yes Right. But wow. it's the same thing. Like when they post something and a lot of great things, they want more of that. So right. and then when they do something else and it doesn't happen, they immediately go into a hole. So the social media just in general hmm. is a is a real issue that I think, you know, we need to, to recognize is it there will never be perfect. There are gonna be right. days Fair. that you get what you want, that you don't get what you want. And um <sighs> Well, I guess that, well, that just makes me think like that it all sort of counts, that it all matters, that if you have meaning in other places in your life, that 
you know, it can tip the scale a little bit so that's so social media or like if your engagement tanks or whatever, that like that's not the thing that's giving you validation. I know this is very hard, but like I'm trying to connect all the dots and I don't have them connected, but I I just wonder how have we gotten to a point where like it's so important for people who we don't know and who truly don't know us to validate us. It's probably like literally a whole nother podcast. (laughs) But what you said just had just sparked something new in my brain. Yep. Yep. I'm going to leave it at this. You know, I, there's, um, I saw this fitness professional. Um, I started following them when they had like a thousand followers and they continue to post and like, they were kind of always authentic. Something happened and now they're at 40,000 followers. Wow. And like they're like thanking people for like the followership, which is a huge thing. Yeah. But there's a little seed to be put there, which is, is that what you really want? Like what's the, what's the so what in all of this, I mean, right? If you're building a business, then then that matters. But if, right. if you're just a person with a voice... um like the, the the count going up like you have to know would, why you want exactly the count going right. up is it because you just want a bigger platform to spread a message is it because you're you need validation is it because you're trying to make money is it like what well what's the why what's the why and i yeah. think this is where it goes back for me you can it do goes the five back to the, on yes, this you one. can oh but you, you love me so much don't you i, I knew do. where you were going okay anyway that's yeah. my only point Right. You can do the five whys on that. You you can. And I, I just think a lot of people are just addicted to the validation and and nothing more with that. And God forbid, right, that, that forty thousand followers goes down to thirty five thousand followers and you know, they're probably in a deep hole and they probably <laughs> try to overcorrect. Well, yeah, of right? course. So anyway. It's all a scam. All of it. <laughs> it's all the, the, the whole, it's all a scam. The whole thing. I you know, I whatever. I'm grateful for you. Oh, baby. Thank you so much. Same. Well, thank you. Okay. I think that feels right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you would no, like I think to that, add? I think that was... It feels right for today. Yes. I don't know. Sometimes we have action steps and things and things. And like, I think today we just wanted to talk to you about this thing that we were thinking. Yeah. I mean, like... I hope it was useful. I hope you feel... Connect it. I hope you feel like if you also feel this way, you are not alone. It is not just you. I think that is the big point, right? This yeah. is this is about um, just creating a little spark of, of community where if you're out there and you're feeling really shitty on a given day because there's a lot swirling around you and you're looking at other people's lives and feeling pretty bad, just know that uh, there's a consistent trend out there. Yeah. And it's all shit and it's all, it's, it's, it, it, there's just like nothing there. Yeah. Yeah. So what he said. There you go. Everybody have a fantastic rest of your week. We will talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.